Shang Peng of San Jose Hockey Now joins where we play what's more likely on some of the big topics surrounding the Sharks on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen, probably part of the Locked On Network. We cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everydayer, all you have to do is just follow wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And Shang Peng, uh, the exquisite, extraordinary Amazing beat writer for San Jose Hockey now joins uh, where we discuss, uh, we play what's more likely, where I pose Shang with two kind of out there questions uh, about some of the big storylines, including Curl and Couture's injury, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood and Capo Kakadam getting traded, and of Mario Ferraro, his long term future with the Sharks. So before we get into that, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you guys by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Also, the Sharks return tonight uh, against the Winnipeg Jets. Game starts at four thirty Pacific time. Catch every hit, every shot, every goal from the Sharks hometown broadcast with the SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Sharks. And now it's we bring in. It's been a while. Even though I've seen you in person more, I've seen you in person (laughs) way more, which is actually really weird than uh, you've been on the show. But Shang Peng of San Jose Hockey Now. Shang, how's it going, buddy? Very good. Uh, Well, very busy today. It's been a bit. We are recording this Monday night because time is a weird thing, uh, even though you're going to hear this on Wednesday. But, you know, I had to get in Fabian Zetterlin. Uh, sorry, Shane, you got bumped for Fabian Zetterlin. So, uh, you know, uh, got to do what you got to do. But we are going to be playing uh, What's More Likely? It's where I'm going to pose weird questions with Shang, and we're going to talk about those scenarios. So we're going to start, of course, with the big news of Tomas Hurdle. Uh, he's going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, Logan Couture is week to week right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's more likely, Shang? Uh, neither Couture or Hurdle play another game this season, or we actually get to see uh, Couture, Hurdle, Nico Sturm and Mikkel Graylin all in this lineup, all for at least one game, which is more likely. How about Katora and Hurdle come back, but then Granlin or Sturm get hurt? Because that's been a way. You have to pick <laughs> one. That's the game. You have to pick one or the other. Uh, I think the, the latter. Uh, I think that Hurdle with his injury, I know that it's going to be very close to the end of the season, or my guess is that it's very close to the end of the season when he comes back. But I would think that he will want to get some games in. Uh, he wouldn't want to start next season with uh, about a nine-month break from from games. Yep. That's that's quite a bit. And it sounds like <laughs> it's it's actually, if you read the statement, um, the most blatantly "we're going to tank" <laughs> press release I, I I think I've ever read because basically they say that he could play, but no. <laughs> I love it. They're taking a page of the NBA. <laughs> NBA does this all the time. Uh, like, but they're even more blatant. They're like, hey, like, 
he's got like cough. We're just going to send him home for the seat. Like they're worse <laughs> with him, but um, I'm going to disagree. I think. Okay. Neither one of them plays uh, for the neither rest of the of season. Them. Wow. Neither okay. one of them plays. Uh, here's my, my thought process behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you mentioned hurdle. The timeline It's going to be really close. And if he, sure. maybe he wants to get a game, a couple games in, but uh, Greer has to think of the long term Greer and Quinn both have to think of the long term future of, of, of the Sharks. And <laughs> is it worth getting hurdle in for like five games in April to the like get his legs under him? Lottery. <laughs> or, Right, we saw last year yeah. how close the draft lottery was. Uh, we're talking the Jonathan Tay's breakaway uh, goal away from the Sharks being third and therefore winning the draft lottery. Like you've come this far, why as well? Like you might as well finish the job. And then with Couture, hmm. right? He missed the first you know chunk of the season, fifty-one games or whatever it was. Um, comes back plays what five or six games right and then he's out again um just and we've seen right setback caught multiple setbacks with him if we get past the trade deadline and couture's still not back why why rush it right uh you you expect couture to still be a a future part of the sharks and you know we can discuss if they're gonna have if any trade uh if potential trade in the offseason i don't think either one of them is a realistic trade deadline unless either one of them goes to greer and says i want out like brent burns did um i think they both want to be here they both have said they want to be here but again you got to protect the future the future is the number one overall pick and then having kotor and hurdle like making sure that they're ready for next year when you're going to have a potential infusion of talent so you're saying that mike is going to make like woody and be like hold up let him cook (laughs) Let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> well, let <Yeah>. him cook. <laughs> but um, we'll know. I think it- we'll know if something's up if Eklund gets like a like a Eklund or Granlin. It's like, oh yeah, those guys, and they start going. If on they, a hot if streak. they send Eklund down uh, for the the Barracuda playoff push, like last the playoff year. run. Yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll know. But um, I, I think there's so much time left, though. And of course, with Kator, it's uh, it's uh, very early to say that. Oh, he's not. Yeah. He he may not be around the trade deadline. Be as far as we know. Um, he could be back within a week, two weeks. It's really open, right? He could be back in days, really, if he feels uh, well enough, I imagine. Uh, of course, though, that openness also leaves itself open to, yeah, he could be done for the season. Uh, he might have surgery and things like that, right? And yep. so I, it's it's certainly possible. And like you said, it certainly does uh, line up in the Sharks' best interest, probably, if uh, these guys uh, don't play or don't play too many games in the season. Uh, but I think it does go in, against the nature of... Of these players i know hurdle says yeah i can yeah. play but i'm not but he's gonna actually have surgery and so that will take him out and so um yes. so it's not like it's not like he's just sitting on the shelf for two months and not playing when he totally can play and um same thing with kind of with with, with couture couture battled his way back uh missed the first 45 games he could have shut it down at any point just said let's just punt on the season and yeah. he's i don't think that's that's his type um, I don't think that the Sharks would probably tell him to do that. And so um, I think that if they can come back, uh, I think that they will. Um, just in time for them to make a uh, Kevin LeBank <laughs> like push at the end of the season. <laughs> Noah Gregor revenge towards him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I totally get that. You know, and I think, though, like with Couture, you have to commend like what he did coming back. Right. And he talked about, you know, how much of a struggle for him, both physically and mentally. And I think, yeah. Coming back and getting some games in was good for him. Uh, but again, like 
at what point you have to weigh the whole like with risk reward of like uh is it worth having these guys back in the lineup mm -hmm. uh to play meaningless games in april especially by then right you want to see bordolo you want to see gushin you want to see shakir Mook, you want to see some of these young guys who've worked hard in the ahl get their opportunity um to, to play at some point and that way they get them a, a taste of it before going into the this offseason so and another thing we didn't even talk about like uh the whole key thing what if Granlin or sturm just aren't back right like those mm -hmm. are i know they have a couple years left in their trade deadline on their contracts but um i think if a team comes offering for Granlin, who's had a great season before his injury or nico sturm if somebody wants to try to uh really solidify their you know bottom six lineup with a guy like nico sturm who we know is a great penalty killer uh great on the face-offs great guy in the locker room like that could be you know just blow the whole thing up where for the at least the other plausible where all four of them are in the game right <laughs> sure Sure. I, I guess one more thing I would say for Couture too, and actually this speaks to his long term, because you talk about the mental uh, grind that he he, yep. he experienced uh, missing action. He said himself that he thought he would never play again, even though the that's not what the doctors are telling him, but that's what yeah. kind of he was thinking mentally because that's in the place he was. And I want to contrast Couture and Hurdle. Hurdle obviously is coming off uh, if 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 Hurdle has played his last game this season, he was an All Star. Mm -hmm. He showed a lot of uh, the the same Tomas Hurdle from a couple of years ago, basically prime Tomas Hurdle with the way that he was taking through people, um, controlling yep. the puck, that kind of stuff, right? Couture, honestly, since he's been back, hasn't been that good. And no. I think for a guy like him, it'd be great to have a – even uh, just for his mental kind of place and even the Sharks, yeah. to see him kind of have a 5-10 game run. And that could be without Hurdle in the line. That could be without Kralin or Sturm if they're trading. <laughs> but uh, but I think it will be really good for him in the actually for the long run. And whatever's good for yeah. Couture in the long run is good for the Sharks. And so if he can come back and have – nice 10 game spell, put him some points, feel like he's back on his game and then go into the season on a high. I think that would yep. be nice as opposed to going cold the rest of the season, not playing and then coming back next season and you know, looking at the back of your hockey card and whoa, six games, zero, zero. goals, one assist. <laughs> yeah. At least that assist was pretty epic. Uh, we'll, it was we'll a great assist. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great assist and a great, even better celebration by Vlasic. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Couture, I could see that part uh, with Couture with the, the mental aspect. And I think that's something, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be more cognitive about, uh, you know, is kind of with athletes and just kind of that mental game, you know, like talking to Zetterlin about like that mental game mm -hmm. of getting traded and uh, kind of just being more. So, uh, but yeah, I think It'll be interesting to see what Mike Greer does as he continues uh, with the number one pick. Come on, Mike Greer, finish the job here. I would so. just, I would just remind of one, one last thing on this. I know the tank and the number one pick is most important, but uh, if you look big picture to whatever, like I said, whatever is good for Vitor yeah. is good for the Sharks. Whatever is good for Hurdle is good for the Sharks because if those guys play well, then they become more, they they become actually movable. If if Hurdle plays like he did last year, you're not moving him for for anything, right? And so. Nope. Even though it may hurt you in your quest for the best draft lottery odds, again, whatever is good for them long term, I think is good for the Sharks. If, again, if they play well, then they they keep their value, which is what you need if you want to move on from them eventually, or just have them around with the young guys and right that, that way, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. that too. Uh, all right, before we continue with Shane, we talk about Capo Kacken and Mackenzie Blackwood, and if either one. 
both uh, could be traded or if they just are going to run it back next year. Uh, just need to take a quick break. You shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets for your next big event. That's where game time comes in. They have killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Uh, the thing I love about game time is you actually can see what your seats are going to look like um, before you buy your tickets. That way you know what your view is going to look like. Nothing worse than getting there and realizing that you have bad seats. Actually, the only thing worse than that is when you go to check out and they slam a bunch of fees on top. With Game Times all in pricing, you know exactly what you're going to pay when you go to check out. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. And with zone deals, you can pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for big time savings. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's move on to the goaltenders. So Capo Kakin and Blackwood, who, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, who both had uh, really good years, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I know looking at the save percentage and all this stuff, uh, not that great. But again, uh, we've seen the Sharks team, right? And the, these guys have played some of the best goaltending we've seen in San Jose in a, in a while. I, I think it's pretty fair to say. So I pose to you this question. Either Mackenzie Blackwood, or sorry, both Mackenzie Blackwood and Capo Kakinen are back with the sharks next season or neither one of them is back or is with the sharks <laughs> after the trade deadline. Okay, well, let me first promote an article that I just had come out today. Some of the micro stats, analytics behind how good Blackwood and Kaplan have been this year. I think that cumulatively, uh, they've been sort of the, the gold sharks. Goaltending has been the the MVP of the Sharks season. They're co MVPs of the Sharks season. Yes. Uh, but uh, anyway, in terms to answer your question, uh, my guess is that it's more likely that they're both back. Um, I would say if I do a little cheat that I do think it's more likely that Kaplan gets traded and Blackwood is on his own before and they'll add someone uh, to him obviously at some point. Uh, I have a so, I, I can't picture for some reason I cannot get yeah. out of my mind Aaron Dell's back in San Jose for some reason. I know he's with the Ontario Reign on the AHL deal. I just can't get shake it that he's back in San Jose at the end of the season for some reason. But they'll pick I'm up sure a guy you talked like about that. it. Yeah, yeah, on I'm sure you talked about it on, on your pod, but it was really bizarre looking back on it. Uh, and a couple weeks ago, I, I talked to yeah. Barracuda with Patrick Williams uh, on my podcast, the San Jose Hockey Now podcast. <laughs> uh, it's but anyway, good. um, <laughs> uh, one of the things that was curious, and I've talked to the other people about it, uh, scouts, execs, whatever, right? Like, man, it was really weird that Barracuda decided to go in a season with three young goalies, one of them who's injury prone. Um, and that's that's what you decided to roll with. A lot of teams like to have yeah. a sort of a veteran guy, veteran guy yeah. there who is who would also qualify as an NHL number three. That's what the Barracuda did last year with Aaron Dell. And for whatever yep. reason, the Barracuda decided not to do that uh, this year. And I think that their record has suffered for it and i think unlike the sharks obviously you don't get a, a number one pick for having the worst record in ahl or being <laughs> a last base team in ahl you want to be good in ahl or at least you want to be really in the, thick of the right. playoff race and so yeah. i thought that that was a very curious move and it's i think all the goaltending has been consistent inconsistent makinemi has been hurt uh, a bunch um, I talked with uh, one exec. He's like, yeah, every time we play these guys, it's a different goalie. Uh, that's None of these are, are good things. So I was surprised.
surprised that they didn't bring back a guy like Dell in, in the first place. And Dell was sitting at home the whole time, right? There, he was yeah, practicing. Out. <laughs> he was helping out Louis and, and Jumbo just two months ago. Yeah. And so it's not like he, he wasn't around and available. And so I, I find it... Um, I don't know. Uh, it won't, I don't know if it would be Dell. So because I just find that curious that 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 he was sitting there the whole time and in literally in the backyard and had the keys to the locker room. You know, not not literally, yeah. but you know what I mean. <laughs> Coming in and out, his, and they his pass still works. They did. Yeah, his pass still works. <laughs> they right? didn't, yeah, they so, didn't deactivate that one. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think I think with Blackwood and Kakinen, though, I see them uh, more likely the both being back because it's been an effective duel. I think that it's important to have good goaltending even a rebuild because that helps yes if, if your goaltending is awful then it just makes it harder on your guys like a everything McElwain. else right everything yes. right yeah the whole domino effect or that's if you been want to the argument care couple seasons. there yeah that's been yeah. the argument the past couple seasons it's uh you know like you know even discussing the martin jones buyout way back in the day it's like uh if if the goaltending is bad it's like that one guy at work who just doesn't do their job and everyone else has to kind of cover for it and it just makes everyone else's life harder and yeah uh so i keep interrupting you but yeah i i i, I oh, agree okay. with you i think Kakunin and Blackwood being back makes the most sense because you've stumbled into good goaltending uh, from Blackwood. It was literally a cast off. And I think if you like the uh, the Devils right now would love to have a goaltender like Blackwood in their building because they've struggled <laughs> to him have back for a second round pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate flip. But like, uh, you know, you, you've, you've struggled, especially since Martin Jones turned into a pumpkin. Uh, you had James Reimer for like a half a year where he was really awesome. But like, it's been, it's been such a you've been wandering the desert to try to find some goaltending and the year where you're like the worst team in the league at least you have goaltending to kind of build upon right 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 well here's a here's a fun trade yeah how about trading blackwood back to the devils and take away the condition on that first round pick so it's a first round pick no matter what just take that condition off and <laughs> here go 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 take mckenzie back but anyway yeah i think uh i think that um uh uh it, it's it's one of those things where yeah you've you found something uh like you said also one point on two about blackwood too it occurs to me that um a lot of people are are kind of Killing, not killing, but a lot of people are criticizing Greer for Addison, for Stanika. Oh, you're wasting assets, right? And in my opinion, those are good shots on young players with some talent, and you see if it works. And the same thing with Blackwood, yep. right? They threw a six-round pick. Maybe someone else would have given a seventh. That Addison, right? They traded a fifth way in the future, too. Maybe someone would yeah. give a sixth, right? And same with Stanika. A right? so pick doesn't you matter. Take these shots. Like, exactly, especially yeah. a couple years from now, too. So I, I, I find that argument that I've seen a couple of times kind of curious because you're not going to hit on there's a reason why these guys are worth at the time of the trade a fifth or sixth round pick they are flawed in in some kind of way they're yeah. not all going to hit and so for one of the three to hit and it to be your potential starting goalie of the future i think is is pretty good and it shows that to me that's that's a good strategy and so yeah so anyway uh i think though with kakinen though obviously because he's a uh, pending ufa that there's a chance obviously yep. seems more likely that he's the one to move also to because blackwood is a group he is a guy that grew acquired kakinen it was a joe will acquisition and so that could play a little bit into it just that blackwood is greer's guy and 
So we'll see. So I don't know if we'll see both back, but I would pick that over the end. I, I can see uh, both of them getting, getting dealt. That would be wild. That's unless... how you really take it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, really... it is. And then, and then also, too, it would be also like a re, like kind of like a recalibration of the goaltending trade market that, that I haven't seen or something <laughs> like that, right? Think that two goals. Yeah. I would think the Sharks would need overpayment to basically gut their goaltending yeah. at, at top, right? So it would be like a first for Blackwood and a second for Kakinen, which I don't think you're getting. So, yeah. And I, I could see too with Kakinen, right? Because uh, you mean you, you saw the factor last year where he was not a great goalie. And again, sure. I know this team wasn't bad last year. And maybe you're kind of selling high on him right now if you're Mike Greer, because uh, maybe you're like, am I getting this year's? Kakinen going forward or by getting last year's Kakinen, maybe mm-hmm. you could potentially sell high um, and then try to kind of, you know, scour the veteran goalie market next year in the offseason and try to find a 1B behind Blackwood. Because uh, as we mentioned, the Kudo goalies, none of those guys are ready to be playing uh, NHL games, you know, at least even 30 games next year. I, I you know, <laughs> I know Kapo Kakinen's look solid or not Kapo Kakinen, uh, sorry. Uh, I know Itumakinemi's look solid at times, but again, like that guy can't stay healthy right now. And, uh, you know, you need, a, you need someone who can play at least 30, 35 games and hope that Blackwood can continue to stay healthy yeah so, don't don't say uh, that i need to cover this team on a nightly basis like <laughs> so, uh, i really like covering get, competence all right i'm really yeah tired. uh hey we'll have a bunch of uh, again uh celebrities coming baby that's that's the hope so um all right, guys, before we finish up with Shang and we talk about Mario Ferraro and if he's going to be here the trade down the eight or he earns another contract from the Sharks, just need to take a quick break. Let's start that again. All right, before we finish up with Shang and we talk about uh, whether Mario Ferraro is going to be traded at the trade deadline, or if he earns another contract from uh, Mike Greer, just need to take a quick break. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Um, I always just like betting on Steph Curry to do cool Steph Curry things because Steph Curry is fun to awesome. And there's nothing better than watching your favorite player do amazing things and then also winning some money on the side. So just visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sports partner of the NBA. All right. Um, Let's talk about Mario Ferraro. So there's, mm-hmm. you know, Mario Ferraro is a guy who's there's been, you know, especially uh, a lot of Leafs fans and a lot of Leafs are kind of circling as a as a guy that as they try to kind of fix their blue line on the fly. Uh, I know they've dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, looks like somebody's getting suspended here for uh, shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> trade for him right now. <laughs> trade for him right now. Uh, really quick aside, uh, before we get into that, uh, what did you think? Uh, who who was in the fault there uh, with the Riley Greg uh, uh, Riley? Well, I don't think he should. Shit, so I, I'm not saying he deserved that. Shane, um, not I gonna think edit it, that. 
Oh, do you? I'm uh, sorry about that. <laughs> yes, it's okay. <laughs> At the San Jose Hockey Now podcast, we have no rules, all right, guys. Uh, no yeah. rules bar there. So anyway, some of, um... yeah, some of us are owned by a news company, so you know we gotta, gotta keep clean it up oh. now. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, um, it reminds me actually of uh, of uh, Pierre Turgeon being uh, being cross checked by Dale Hunter. I think that's probably yeah. been cited uh, a bit, right? And that was a 21-game suspension. And I, I do get that point, too, that while uh, Greg shouldn't do that, on the other hand, though, um, uh, you shouldn't do that either, too. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be uh, hitting people in a cel- uh, post-celebration, even if you don't like their celebration. That's just not the, not the time and place. And so I think that does need a very strong suspension. Uh, yes. But it also needs to be probably... I think ideally it needs to be handled or answered in some kind of way by the Maple Leafs uh, with with Greg. These you just don't do that. I understand it's emotional game and that kind of thing, right? But that's also showing up your opponent. I, I'm not really sure how how else it, it looks uh, to uh, to to people who uh, non Leafs fans or people that said, "Oh, he just." He he he's just uh, in the moment or whatever. He's just excited. Okay, yeah, he is. But that's also showing up your opponent, and so that's going to draw some kind of response. And I'm not saying I deserve that. And I am saying that Riley should be suspended for a long time um, because you just can't have that. You can't have uh, yeah. players hitting each other just because they don't like the other team celebration. But nonetheless, though, yeah, someone's got to take Greg aside. I don't know if it's a coach or another player, no teammate. I mean, just be like, you can't do yeah. that. <laughs> Uh, score cool goals. Uh, that's fine with me. Uh, but yeah, gr- uh, Riley should definitely be suspended for a while. So, all right. Uh, so Mario, back to Mario Ferraro. So I posed this question to you. So Mario Ferraro, uh, so far has the largest contract from Mike Greer handed out. Uh, so here's the question: Mario Ferraro is traded at the trade deadline, or Mario Ferraro earns a another contract from Mike Greer? I know this is a couple years mm. down the line, but yes. which is more likely? Uh, this is actually the toughest one to me because uh, Mario, especially in the last couple of months, don't know if you agree, but I think that he's been, he's really picked up his play, especially on I the agree. offensive end. And not just off, like he's not going to be Eric Carlson. No one's asking for that, but just in terms of just picking the right moments to rush, um, making uh, making some plays, uh, uh, yep. making that pass and that sort of thing. Right? Things that we haven't seen a lot of. And I know that it's a relatively This is soft, rookie small, season, I'd say. Yeah. yeah, like since his rookie like, season, yeah, it's compared to like kind of the, the yeah the 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 rest like you mentioned the rest of his yeah. career, um, it, you haven't we haven't quite quite seen on a consistent basis, but this is kind of sort of the uh, the Mario Ferraro that we were all sort of excited and promised and that we were all promised <laughs> after yes. his rookie season. Like this was the guy that was okay. Of course, he's never going to be Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, but can he be a guy that's solid defensively? Maybe be on your power play too. Maybe be a guy that could chip in 25, 30 points or something like that, and be a pretty yep. good to a guy play a lot of big minutes um we're kind of seeing that right now and in kind of the worst possible circumstances this is the worst team that Farrell yeah. has has played on to be yeah it's, it's it's clearly the worst team he's played on and one of my uh, criticisms i like for a lot as i've said many times everyone knows that but yeah. one of my criticisms of him is that he's a guy that 
as much as I like him, he's never kind of risen above his team in a way. And it's because he's a guy, I think he's so frenetic out there. He wants to do so much. He ends up doing a lot of people's jobs out there trying to. Yes. And that ultimately becomes that that hurts him. That makes him look bad and goals yep. go in, makes the whole team look bad. Uh, but I think it comes from a good place. But just in terms of his individual talent, I think it's I think it's a top four defenseman. I've always said that, always thought that. And but this year though, he's actually rising above those circumstances. So uh this is all kind of a long preamble to say that he might be a guy that could attract a first round pick. I'm just speculating in the past, yeah. uh, the way he played even before with sort of his frenetic, mis- you know, kind of maybe mistake ridden style. Yeah. We, still, uh, we originally called him the Blair Witch project. Cause he's always shaking and doing stuff <laughs> way, way back in the day. Uh, but, like his rookie but, year. but he was, yeah, but he could do a lot with that style too, though. He was tough yep. to be one-on-one, all that yep, kind yep, of yep. thing, right. With, with that kind of frenetic style. And I would talk to people last year and be like, yeah, I think you can get a second for him. Uh, even with mm-hmm. his contract, and all just because he was young and people love him off yeah. the ice, all the intangibles. Everybody thinks that he is a winner, winning attitude, a guy that you want to bring into your room. Uh, so, so if you can get possibly a second, uh, it, it's sort of uh, when he wasn't as good, so to speak. Yeah. Um, then maybe I mean he's he's twenty five, but that's the flip side of it that he is young enough that. Uh, and I've theorized a lot about a lot about this uh, on my podcast on the website. That I think the Sharks' plan seems to be to have a lot of cap space in a couple of years and see where they're at with their prospects and see if maybe that's a time that they can start making moves to actually really try to try to win. And yep. so Ferraro is definitely young enough to be a part of that team. He's your alternate captain now. He's beloved in the room. He's a great glue yep. guy. Um, he's not like a Katora or Hurdle that you could kind of feel uh, as great as they are in the room that they're in their 30s and they want to win that cup. You know, kind of they're kind yeah, of looking yeah, yeah. at the that that. At the other side of the fence, kind of right, and understandably so too. It's no criticism. Whereas Faro, Faro is, I think, locked in to to be uh, locked on uh, to to be with the Sharks, and um, and so there's a lot of reason to to keep him, and so. That's where it's tough because if you get a good offer for him, and he is the one shark I would say right now um, that uh, is sort of kind of bandied about in, in, in trade rumors that might be able to get, actually get you a first straight up without retention, without all kinds of machinations or, or, or whatever. Um, And so that's got to be tempting, but on her hand though, um, there's a reason why a team might be willing to offer you a bit more because he's young, because if this two way game is actually legit, then his contract becomes quite reasonable. Um, And obviously if he's surrounded by better players, uh, again, like that's always in my theory. Right. And so, so I think that's that that's that's really tough to say. Uh, so I'm gonna trend toward yes, the sharks keep him, but give me he earns a second contract. Yeah, yeah, but the, I think there's a reason why those rumors are out there too, and there might be a little fishing going on. And if and I think that offer could be could be there by the deadline. So, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, again, this one I've struggled with. Uh, yeah, I, I, as much as I've criticized for our, especially the past couple of seasons, she's definitely been a much, I think, a much more effective player. And I think, too, maybe just having different style defensemen, right? You got look at guys like Cal mm-hmm. Burrows, you know, you look at like Emerson, you, you know, I know this kind of struggled with injuries, but when he's been out there, he's been, a, I think, an effective player. Henry Thrun, mm-hmm. who's kind of come along, um, where he, Ferraro, especially the, he, past couple seasons has kind of had to be the guy right because you had mm-hmm. brent burns who's doing brent burns things and eric carlson doing eric carlson things and 
Mario Ferraro kind of had a cover for a lot of this. And I think now there's a, maybe a better distribution uh, among the Sharks forwards, right? Or the defensemen, right? And Mario Ferraro doesn't have to be the top guy every night. You can, you know, if Kyle Burrows is having a good night, if Dryden, we've, like I said, we've seen some of these guys kind of pick up the pace and kind of step up a little bit and help out Mario Ferraro. And I think maybe that's putting Ferraro in a position to kind of be the best Mario Ferraro. The, the rookie Ferraro, Ferraro that we we're waiting to kind of see and it felt like he maybe kind of plateaued over the couple last couple seasons. So, um, but yeah, I struggled with, I've, I came up with this question. I've been struggling with this question since I've, it's the hardest one I think, right? It's the hardest one, uh, but that's what makes good, good podcasting. So uh, for the sake of it and for the, I'm going to say he gets traded because I think some team gets so desperate uh, that they're willing to play off that first. And I think Mike Mm -hmm. Greer, uh, he knows it's like, Hey, yes, Ferraro has been great this year. But again, uh, we we've asked the Sharks have asked a lot of Mario Ferraro over the past you know three four seasons. Are we sure he's going to continue to kind of hold up? We've seen the little nicks and bruises over the past couple of seasons, especially sure, when he plays right, blocks yeah. a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. He block, you know he does a lot of stuff, and you've seen you know Mario Ferraro one thousand percent a warrior. That dude, that dude will you you have to drag him off the ice. But uh, again, I, I I think if if someone offers you a first for Mario Ferraro, I think you have to t- take it, and then you hope that. Henry Thrun and your uh, some of your other guys can well, kind of pick up the stock for Ferraro. I don't so, know who your number one defenseman yeah. is next year. I mean, it should have never been Ferraro in the first place this year, but now you're like, oh, let's take our number one who's actually a number four defenseman off the board, and now our... Shakir McWindle and save the day, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so No pressure. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> No pressure. Uh, you got some cap space. You can sign somebody this offseason. So uh, we'll just keep every year. Just my career brings in another Matt Benning, uh, Burroughs, the, the three by 1.1 deal every offseason. It'll be great. So, long, the long um, deal, right? Yeah, that no one else the really long, give. The long, cheap deal that you can bury in the AHL exactly. if you need to at some point. So, um, Jenk, thank you so much. Uh, of course. Thank you. Where can people find you? You can find me at San Jose Hockey Now at the San Jose Hockey Now podcast at Chang underscore Pang on Twitter and at NBC Sharks. And I'm sure Keegan will be on to talk about the bean pot here uh, yes. next episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. A uh, little lucky duck getting get, to go to the, I guess he does. That is the one thing about living in Boston. You have to live the terrible weather, uh, but you do get to go to the bean pot. So a lot of great hockey. Him, yeah. so. <laughs> a lot of great college hockey. Uh, a lot and of free pretzels, apparently. <laughs> and free pretzels. And I'm, I assume uh, it's just it's Duncan's around every corner. Uh, so Keegan, I, if you're listening, uh, yeah, buddy. Hope you had fun. So, uh, yeah, uh, of course, you can follow the show on Locked On Sharks, wherever you get podcasts, and of course, watch on YouTube as well. Uh, follow on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked On Sharks. Follow me on Twitter at my fry hole. And if you've missed my Fabian's Idol interview, uh, go back and listen to that because uh, it's pretty good if I do say so myself. So, until tomorrow, we actually have hockey again. Bye, friends.